The following is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on anything being discussed, consult your medical doctor. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. This is Heart Health Radio, where you can get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation. We think also have fun... On a Saturday, Dr. Franklin Weefault, welcome. Welcome yourself. It's it's a very interesting day because there's two big things breaking, and that is where did the coronavirus come from to the United States? And we know that now. Right. We probably know why it happened, and not in terms of how bad it was. Right. Um, that we never suspected, but we should have. Right. And then where the virus originated from in China. We have a lot more data on that. And we are going to talk about um, cell phone data that is giving us an idea where the virus may have come from. We should mention at some point that, you know, we're offering up our best hopes and prayers for the people who work in the White House. Yes. Because two people who work in the White House, one person who works closely with the president, another the press secretary for the vice president. Yes. I cannot fathom why they've not isolated the president and the vice president from each other. They should never have worked in the same building. I'm sorry. It's just – You know, I didn't think of that. That's you, a good idea. Typically, they don't fly on Air Force One together for the reason of the, obviously you knock one out and you, the other one's the president. Guess so, who would be president? Uh, I know. Out. I know. I know. I don't want to talk about it. Telephone number is 919-860-9783. 919 919- Eight six zero nine seven eight three. Call with any questions. We are going to start where we think the United States um, spread of coronavirus started. It wasn't Frank Sinatra. It, no, Frank didn't bring it to us. Thank yes. goodness. Let's, it, it just, let's listen to Frank. It wasn't Ronan, his son. No, it wasn't. It was, no, it, this is Ronan Farrell is his son. Stop. Start spreading the news. Stop spreading the virus. Stop spreading the virus. I'm leaving today. What a great thing. Get out of the city. All right, so what do we have to say about New York City? Well, they have traced this particular viral strain that is dominant in America. And the way they can do that is that it left Wuhan and developed some mutations. And there is a particular mutation that was very violent in Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then they finally decided to look at which strains were where. In Seattle, it was direct from Wuhan. There weren't the Italian modifications from genetic change. That mm-hmm. was natural. Mm-hmm. Guess where else? Where else? Well, New York, well New York City. Well, Italy. Yeah. Through New York City, because there was a minor modification from Italy to New York. Okay. 80 to 90% matching the New York virus in every other city in the United States of America. Now, we love people from New York. I don't want to say not that. In people, Weg, not in Wegmans parking lot, okay? Not, not in Wegmans parking just lot. Just because you had one experience, please no, stop. Two, two. The point is, the point is, if we can trace it to a, an immediate geography, Perhaps some mitigation could have happened. Right. We're, this is 2020 hindsight. 
and and but the important thing about analyzing all this is what to do the next time. Yeah. And there will be a next time. And so all those people who are afraid of the New Yorkers taking you know flight from Manhattan and going to upstate, you know, right. the Catskills right. were right. Because that's how it spread to the rest of the country. It spread from travel to and from New York. Right. Now, go ahead. We've got Bill in Raleigh. That's it, Bill. Let's take Bill, talk to Bill, and then we'll talk more about New York City. Hey, Bill, how you doing? I'm great. I hope you guys are. Well, we are. Bill, Bill sounds like a native New Yorker. I think Brooklyn or the Bronx. I can't tell. Um, no, no, I'm a Virginian. Virginian, okay. That's right. even better. I hear it better. I hear that now. Yes, you sound a lot like uh, Earl Hamner, the fellow who was... The the Virginian uh, who uh, voiced the Waltons good night, uh, narration. Boy. Yeah, good night, John Boy. So, Bill, what can we do for you, or specifically, what can Doctor Weefall do for you? I would like for Doctor Weefall to talk about rheumatic fever. Rheumatic fever, absolutely. Do you fear very, you have well, it? It used to be no, my, a big my problem. My dad died at forty nine of heart problems, and we found out he, as a child they had rheumatic fever. Right. Oh yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, when I was way back when, when I was an intern and resident, I saw a lot of rheumatic fever. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't see it much now. In fact, you know, I I had a resident with me once, and one of my patients had the consequences of rheumatic fever. Mm -hmm. He looked at me and said, that's an ancient disease we don't see anymore. (laughs) Okay, so you get a strep throat, and everybody's had a strep throat. And it's a streptococcus bacteria, and guess what interacts with it? Your immune system. Sure. So, you know, win one for the Gipper. You know George Gipp was? No, yeah. Yeah, you know, win one for the Gipper, Newt Rockne fame. He died of a strep throat. Now, people don't die of strep throat anymore. That was the pre-antibiotic era. But if you survived your strep throat and you had a particular type of immune system, you'd make an antibody against Mm -hmm. the strep throat that Mm -hmm. would react with your own heart tissue. Okay. Specifically the valves. So what would happen is over time, you would get this rheumatic fever, and you'd have a low-grade fever. Sometimes you had a rash, a.k.a. scarlet fever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, years later, you would develop what's called mitral stenosis, where the mitral valve, which controls the flow of blood from the top part of the left heart to the bottom part of the left heart and then out to the body, it won't open. And so when that happens the blood pressure builds back up in your lungs and you can't breathe. And so they have to either replace the valve or they had to put a balloon across it and crack it open. And this is as a direct Direct result? result. But see, not everybody had the complications. Sure. So you had a lot of people with strep throat, a very few people with rheumatic fever. Right. And then a very, very, very few people would get the valve complications. So it can affect any valve. But mostly it was the mitral valve, and mostly it caused mitral stenosis. My mom had had rheumatic fever mm-hmm. in China. So when she came to the United States, she took a penicillin tablet every day. Really? I can remember when I was a little kid, four years old, watching my mom take her penicillin tablet. And the reason why they did that was to prevent the recurrence of the strep infection, which in people who had rheumatic fever might jazz up the immune system even more, make more of this particular antibody that reacted not only to the rheumatic fever bacteria, yeah. but also to their heart valve. So it's essentially an autoimmune disease. We don't know yet whether 
people will have major effects prevent. from COVID? What's that? From COVID? Oh, we think there are. Oh, yeah. um, in particular, one of the big cardiac effects. And again, it's a rare number, but it's going to be a substantial number given how many people got infected in this country. Yeah. But it's called a cardiomyopathy. So mm-hmm. what happens is the virus can get in any tissue and some people, their heart tissue gets infected. And yeah. then it's the inflammation in fighting the infection that causes scar tissue in the heart and causes it to weak. Now, rheumatic fever can also cause that. Again, it's a disease of inflammation. And I think you're going to see in the next you know, 10, 15 years, immunocardiologists. And what does that mean? Hmm. There's immunologists and who are also cardiologists developing ways to prevent inflammation from causing heart attacks right. and causing valve damage and causing these things called cardiomyopathies. Right. So, Yes. Yeah. Rheumatic fever. You don't see it anymore. Why? Because you don't see strep infections that that linger and fester. And, you know, that's why it's so important if you have a sore throat and you think it's strep. Yeah. Today we can kill it. And the antibiotics that that we have still kill it. Talk to me about New York City. What's significant about New York other than the fact that you think that – well, why, for instance? We know it came from New York. Why, for instance? Well, remember, New York City is a very unique place. It's – Vertical, not horizontal. Okay. So you look at Los Angeles. It yeah. didn't get hit as bad. It got hit bad. Everybody got hit bad yeah. in terms of too many deaths, too many people infected. But yes. New York is the epicenter in the United States. Half the deaths, half the infections. There's one common link in that the city cannot survive without one thing. And that's New York City subway system. Yeah. Have you been... And I'm going to apologize to the listener. It was once. I should have thought of this because it's a Petri dish for infection. Do you know what they did in some cases? They sh- they sh- cut down on the number of – because, you know, it's mostly empty. Right. Because only essential people – The homeless are in there. Right. The homeless are in there. But they cut down on the number of trips. And in some cases, they cut down on the number of cars, which compresses all the people in. Into – the one car. You know, if you yeah. have nine essential people and they've all got to go in a car, you're going to wish you had right. another car. Right. Now, here's the thing. An MIT scientist has looked at zip code data and deaths, mm-hmm. and he believes, and I'm, again, this is a supposition where I tell my listeners when something is known for sure and when we think something may be true. And he tracked the densest infections along the subway lines. Really? That, to me, is not as important as one simple fact, that there is a guy in New York City who has, for a long time, swabbed the subways. And you know why he did that? No. His five-year-old daughter started licking one of the subways. Oh, yuck. And he got grossed out. Sure. But it gave him a, a, a light bulb moment. What's on the subway? And you know what they found? What? They found the toxigenic E. coli that kills you from the diarrhea. Yeah. They found uh, tuberculosis. They even wow. found anthrax. Now, naturally wow. growing yeah, anthrax yeah, yeah. and all sorts of things. Well, they tested the New York City subway in March. Yeah. Okay. They won't yeah. publish the data. Yeah. Now, why is that? Because they can't imagine how New York would survive without the subway. Well, of course, there was that Petula Clark song, Don't Lick the Subway, Baby. It's 1960s. I I don't know whether anybody remembers it it. now. James in Raleigh, is there any way you could hold on just a moment? 
Yeah, yeah, great. You're a good guy, and we want to talk to you in just a moment, but uh, the the commercial sponsors, as we say, would like to have their moment in the sun, if you don't mind. This is Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. We are going to talk about Governor Cuomo of New York. We're going to talk about something called the Plandemic. I haven't seen it on Facebook, but if if you... Don't. No? It's stupid. It's stupid. Okay, we're going to talk about a stupid thing coming up, which is because we talked about so many serious, smart things. Also, the telephone number 919-860-9783 on Heart Health Radio. You know what would be a shame if we didn't immediately go to James in Raleigh. James in Raleigh, you're on, buddy. You are listening to Heart Health Radio where you can get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation. Hey, James, how you doing? Hey, I'm hanging in there. I Good. appreciate y'all, what y'all do here. Thank well, you. Well, I appreciate your calling. Uh, I don't know if you remember me. Yeah. But I called yes. uh, the guy who was going to have the uh, open heart surgery with Dr. Milano. My favorite doctor. I just and sent him a case. Yeah. What's up with James? How are what's you, up buddy? with you, James? Well, I had these. Um, I just wanted to let you know I survived. Well, I, I kind of figured that, yeah. Unless and, uh, this is a voice from uh, heaven. A metal valve, uh, a fixed valve, bypasses, and also a blood clot the size of a golf ball. That's wow. a big blood clot. I've, I don't think I've ever seen a golf ball. I've seen golf ball size hail, but not a golf ball but size they, clot, blood clot. They they told me if I didn't get in there, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't have made it. Well, I'm so glad. Wow. Yeah, uh, um, the other guy, yeah, I was talking about y'all was going to have some kind of, uh, y'all wanted me to call after. I, I'm so glad. Uh, how long were you in the hospital? Uh, two weeks. Okay. And had and, they checked uh, to see if your heart's pumping stronger? Yeah, it was doing uh, well. The, the, the two weeks that I was out of the hospital, I still had a horrible time. But I, I made yeah. it through it. Yeah, I yeah. had a lot of edema, the, the, the water gain and Stuff, you know, in my feet. Edema. Edema. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. James, I'm just translating back to uh, Dr. Fr- Remember, uh, I'm Frank hearing Weefall. impaired. He hears something yeah. he, it, yeah. he didn't understand. Uh, so, but, uh, so, so your edema is still there, or it's getting better? Yeah, it's gotten better. Oh, yes. Since right. I've gotten home with, with the diuretics and all that. Stuff. Right, right. Yeah. And then uh, I just. And, uh, Anyway, it was, uh, the other guy was talking about doing some kind of radio show or something. That's me, and I yeah. really wanted to do that and may just do it. Your number is in my collection, but I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold, and I want you to come in. Yeah. Because your situation was so complex and you know interesting. What I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite Carmelo to come in. Too. That's a good idea. Because you know, it's great to see an interaction between a doctor and a mm-hmm. patient, and it's great to get the patient's point of view at the same time as the doctor's point of view. So, James, thank you very much. You're so I'll get good. Carmelo in here, and listen, God bless you, and I'm so glad you're doing great. Who's his doctor again? I appreciate that. Yeah, he had a ton of PAs, and he always conferred with those folks. Yeah, I found impressive. Oh uh, yeah, physicians' assistants are incredible. They're yeah. a, a corner niche practitioner. Yeah, physicians' assistants—they're called mid-level providers. Yes, because they do make decisions on their own, and they can do that. And they're always under the supervision of a physician. But at, at Duke, especially, those, yeah. those people are awesome. All right, the Hall of Shame, Governor Cuomo. Why is Governor Cuomo 
in the Hall of Shame. He's not even our governor. Well, he he put out the word, um, come to New York. We need you. Um, volunteer. Do what you can. And many of those people were paid by their employer. So, for example, you're a nurse in Tennessee. You talked to your employer. They said, yes, we don't have anybody in this hospital because we had to shut down. Yeah. Go to New York. We'll pay you. Well, now Cuomo says, you owe me New York state income tax. Now, can you believe that? <laughs> For- and he justifies it by saying, we can't afford to give anybody any subsidies. Wow. So here's a person volunteering. Their life is at risk, and they're doing it because they heeded the call of yes. Governor Cuomo. Yes. And he's claiming that he would be subsidizing them if they didn't make him pay New York state taxes. So they got to pay New York state tax in addition to the Tennessee state taxes, sure. in addition to all of their travel expenses. Yeah. They're not being subsidized for where they're living. They're right. paying for that. Right. As part of their Florence Nightingale um, feeling of coming to the rescue of New Yorkers. So Cuomo. Yeah. Shame on you. What's a pandemic? Now, there is a lady who I think is off of her rocker. Now, I can say that as a non-medical diagnosis because I'm not diagnosing her. No. But she comes and makes this really slick video that's been on YouTube, taken off YouTube, on YouTube, taken off YouTube. So all my friends are saying, all right, wait till it comes back. You got to see this because they believe her. And and she claims she was arrested. She's a for no reason. She's a world famous researcher. She worked for Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci's making millions of dollars in his pocket by letting people die of COVID. And it's sort of like the nine eleven conspiracy that it was the government who planted bombs in the right places to make the towers fall. They right. couldn't have fallen on their own. And I'm not going to go into details, but. I just want you to know, don't fall for this. Mm-hmm. It seems very slick. And if you believe this woman and what she says, you're going you're gonna to demand that Dr. Fauci be you know, put in jail himself. And you're going to demand that this lady be made you know, the head of the COVID task force. And it's really sad that so many young people buy into this conspiracy stuff. Mm-hmm. And they don't even bother to do their own research to see if it's true. You know what my daughter told me? No. Two days ago, she turned to me and said, you know what this has taught me? Don't trust anybody. And especially the Communist News Network and MSDNC. <laughs> All right, I'm talk serious. To, it yes. is very serious. I mean, yeah. and what's the example? That you, I mean, here, what are the examples? Okay, CNN, all these people saying they had definitive proof that Trump was a Russian agent. And then now they say that they believed Kavanaugh's accuser Mm -hmm. because you believe all women. Mm -hmm. But you can't believe Tara Reid because Joe Biden can't have done this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes no sense. Am I saying that I believe Tara Reid? No. Um, I didn't believe believe Dr. Blasey Ford, to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. Although, could it have been true? Yes. What we said before is that everyone deserves not the benefit of the doubt, but they deserve due process. And so now they're claiming 
that Biden deserves due process, but they're claiming that that Kavanaugh didn't. And we'll talk more about what they're saying about COVID. Mm-hmm. And you just can't. I mean, these are the people who said Trump was a Russian agent. You're going to believe them and what they say about COVID. You know what? I don't. Uh, every time there's a hurricane, every network sends some knucklehead out to the outer banks to stand on the outer banks, yeah. places that have been evacuated. And they stand there while a stop sign behind them is wobbling like right. a dangerous right. object. And they're saying, well, we've ev- they've evacuated this island. Blah. If you're too dumb to come in from the rain, right. yeah, I'm not, I don't trust you for my news. Or how about that guy who was leaning into the wind? Yes. How bad the hurricane was. Yeah, so and then a couple of dudes walk by him. You know, they're, they're smoking a cigarette and laughing. You lost, ridiculous. You've lost respect for some celebrities. Who? Uh, Okay, so remember now that the celebrities are all socialists now. If you're not a socialist, you can't go to the parties. Okay. So Robert De Niro is saying we can't let a good pandemic go to waste. We now have to twist this and make everybody get $2,000 a month as part of the socialist program. This is why they don't want to agree that New York City subways were the cause. Because De Niro and Cuomo and AOC will be riding around in limos on Mm -hmm. empty streets Mm – Well, the hoi polloi and the proletariat are riding the subway. So if the subways are dangerous, that gets away one of their narratives. Well, Ellen DeGeneres, everybody thinks she's so nice, you know? (laughs) Well, she decided to do her shtick, her show from home. Yeah. So she didn't bring her employees. She laid them off. And she hired a non-union, cheap set. And they're nice people, but they were inexpensive. I shouldn't use the word cheap. Much less expensive to do their show, do her show from home. Hmm. And so her people got upset. We're out of work. And she said, basically tough. Wow. So don't believe the celebrities because they're not nice people. And now I just, you know what I say to myself when I see Robert De Niro saying something? He's an American, he's got a right to his opinion. But never, ever have I ever heard of something in the news and said, gosh, I wonder what De Niro thinks of this. Right? right. You're, you're, talking, to, you're talking to me? You're talking to me? You're talking I to me. I think you are. This is Heart Health Radio. Now back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefold on AM680 WPTF. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. Listen to Heart Health Radio and Apple Podcasts. Or at WPTF.com, or you can go to HeartHealthRadio.com. So I just heard about Little Richard. I yes. loved him. Yep. Well, the only health comment, yeah. he died at 87. Mm. They don't know what he died from. But all you millennials out there, all you, you know, um, you, uh, what do we call ourselves now? Baby boomers. Yeah, the boomers, yeah. Who exercise and, you know, uh, eat. Only vegan, never smoke, don't touch alcohol. Little Richard was addicted to drugs. He smoked, he drank, he never exercised except on the piano. Hmm. And he lived 87. Now, what does that tell us? I'm not saying smoke. Don't smoke. I'm not saying drink. Don't drink. I'm not saying don't exercise. Exercise. It'll make you feel better. Mm -hmm. But if you're convinced that this stuff is going to make you live longer, it's... 
the way you live longer is you pick the right parents for the most part. Mm-hmm. And you might get you know a couple months extra if you don't do all those things. But little Richard, he was endowed with incredible genetics right. to live through all that. Anyway, mm-hmm. and then the other thing is they talked on the, the, the radio just a second ago about reopening. Right. And, you know, if you've listened to the show, you know I've been a fan of reopening and reopening wisely. Yeah. And I go to McDonald's. I'm sure little Richard went to McDonald's, oh, too. Oh, sure, yeah. I would have lived 87. So I'm smoking and drinking and going to McDonald's. No, I'm not. No, you're not. Anyway, I just read how they're going to reopen McDonald's, and they're starting in the Netherlands to do this. So they're going to put all the workers behind plexiglass shields. Yep. And you're going to walk in, and they're only going to let in like 40% capacity mm-hmm. at one time. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go to a kiosk, and you're going to order on the kiosk, and you got to pay – um, either through the the, the plexiglass or yeah. with a credit card. Yeah. Then they're going to give you a number. Yeah. Like your number 26. Yes. Then you're going to go and they're going to have big yellow circles around the tables. And you're not allowed, once you sit down, to step out of that circle. Yes. And they're going to bring the food by right. on an a la carte tray. You know what that is? It's a little mobile tray on wheels. Yeah. And you got to pick it up yourself. Sure you do. Yeah. And then they're going to have three workers whose only job is to spray and disinfect. So as yeah. soon as you stop touching the kiosk, they're going to come in and wipe it down. As soon as you get up from your chair, they're going to wipe everything down. As soon as you finish taking the food right. yourself right. off of the tray, they're going to wipe it down. Oh, and you got to wear a mask. Now, how are you going to eat wearing your mask? You That's can't. what I want to know. You can't. Do you they make to... masks now where Big Macs can pass through? I, I saw a are lady on the internet. I like saw... N95 is where nothing can pass through. Right. And zero masks. That's with a big hole. With a big hole. I saw a lady on the internet with a big hole in her mask. She said it helped her breathe better. <laughs> it's like, well, well that, that's not the way it works. Uh, Marie and Raleigh, thank you very much for calling. Hello. Hey. How are you, Marie? This time I'm going to get that man sitting next to his name right. I called him Mike last time. It's okay. <laughs> well, I was thinking about our great um, <clears throat> vice president. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of Mike Pence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like yeah, Mike Pence. but I knew a lot of Mikes, and it just slipped out. But uh, <clears throat> I want to ask my doctor, um, does he really believe that Carl Reed is um, uh, telling a lie? Okay, here, here's my take on Tara Reid. Oh. Number one, everybody deserves a, a vetting of their claims. And Joe Biden, uh, I'm not going to vote for him no matter what, but he deserves due process. Mm-hmm. He does not believe in due process except for him. Uh, he thought Kavanaugh should be excluded on the basis of what Dr. Ford said. Dr. Ford had nobody who backed her up. There was nobody contemporaneously. She didn't remember where it was. She didn't remember how she got home. She said, etched into my hypothalamus was the cackling of laughter from Kavanaugh. That's the only thing that people believed in. Okay, so Tara Reid has a lot of things that are contemporaneous. There are four people who stepped forward, all of them Democrats, yeah. all of them Biden supporters, right. who said, yes, she told me this story, 
after it happened in 1993. The second thing is there's a document when she divorced her husband because of her inability to maintain a stable relationship. The husband said in this court document in print, it's because she was harassed by Joe Biden in 1993. Mm -hmm. So there's another contemporaneous um, account. Now, could Tara Reid have lied about the whole thing from 1993 on? Yes. But there's one, I think, smoking gun here that needs to be evaluated. And that's all of the records concerning these complaints that you're supposed to keep in the Senate. Now, where are they? Mm-hmm. So all the records of harassment complaints are, are permanent. You can't destroy them. So are they in the Delaware uh, records? Are they where he put all his, his papers at the University of Delaware? Or are they in the Senate record? Mm-hmm. Nobody seems to be able to find them. Now, there are one set of honest people in the Democrats about this issue. And these are some ladies who were part of the Me Too movement mm-hmm. who said that you just believe any woman who says this. Right. And they're saying, yeah, I believe her. I don't care because I'm voting for Biden because I hate Trump so much. So at least they're honest and and they're they're, um, actually not hypocritical. But I'm telling you, this this is another example of how you can't trust the press. Because the press, the Communist News Network, MSDNC, they went after Kavanaugh and said it's got to be true. Mm -hmm. And they're saying Tari can't be right. And yet, where's the criteria for that? Except Joe Biden's a Democrat and Kavanaugh's a Republican. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of people on the right who are saying she deserves and he he deserves, Biden deserves, the um, due process. And so did Kavanaugh. And so that's how I sort of see it. And we have plenty of time. The Kavanaugh hearings took a week, maybe two. Longer than that. We have time. Time. And, we and have guess, time. guess who the New York Times hmm. wants to investigate this? They said, this needs to be investigated by the Democratic National Committee. I mean, come on. That'd be In, like, instead of that'd be like the mafia investigating Al Capone. Marie, you know? do you have anything health-related? Oh, yes. Uh, you do. God bless. I want to um, know more about aneurysms. Sure. There are several types of aneurysms. You're talking about aneurysms of the aorta, of the brain. They're all related to the blood vessels we call arteries. And so the way I get people to imagine what an aneurysm is, and this is old folks like me, mm-hmm. back when tires mm-hmm. were not tubeless. So when tires had an inner tube, mm-hmm. and some bikes have an inner tube, and you could see that the outer covering was wearing out, and the inside would balloon out and yeah. so you'd see this little bubble of inner tube that's what an aneurysm looks like and it's caused by a weakening of the connective tissue which holds the aorta in place now the aorta has to have a tremendous ability to withhold and withstand pressure well you could have many reasons you can have an infection in the wall and an aneurysm or a bulge builds out, and that can rupture, and that's called a mycotic aneurysm. Or you can have genetic predisposition, so Marfan syndrome. You don't have the right kind of connective tissue. Your fingers are real long, and you're really tall. You look like mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln, except mm-hmm. with longer fingers. Mm-hmm. And the artery, the aorta, is not strong enough to withstand the pumping of the heart and that pressure, and it gets very big. 
mm-hmm. and three times the size it's supposed to be, and it can rupture. Now, in the brain, people sometimes have a tendency to develop aneurysms, and one of the largest causes of stroke is called a subarachnoid hemorrhage, and that's in a certain area of the outer covering of the brain. And that's caused by what's called a Berry aneurysm. And the reason why they called it is when you look at an X-ray, it looks like the arteries, when they're looked at under X-ray, uh, you have a contrast or an uh, um, agent that shows up on X-rays mm-hmm. as a white um, patch. Well, these are little twigs on a tree, and then there's the aneurysm that looks like a berry oh, hanging okay. on the tree. That's why they call it a berry aneurysm. So uh, there's also something called an abdominal aortic aneurysm, which is much more common in men who smoke. And it's right below the arteries in the kidney that come out of the aorta. It's in the middle, right by your belly button. And it's a large, large enlargement, outpouching of the aorta. Now, they used to always have to operate on aneurysms. They used to have to cut you open, seal off the aneurysm, repair the artery. Well, the great thing, especially with aortic aneurysms in the abdomen, they can put stents in. So they just go in your leg, they inflate a balloon, and they leave behind a Dacron-covered metal mesh tube that Mm -hmm. takes the place of the aorta from the inside instead of you cutting you open and having you repair it from the outside. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing is that there's something called aneurysms of the arteries to the heart, the coronary arteries. Mm -hmm. And guess what they're finding is causing them? I have no idea. Coronavirus. Really? There's something called Kawasaki's disease, and Kawasaki was a, a Japanese physician who first described this. Right. And there are viruses that normally cause this. We don't exactly know what the viruses are, but the kids get real high fevers, and they get chest pain, mm-hmm. and they look through ultrasounds, and the arteries that feed blood to the heart are enlarged, aneurysmal. And now they're seeing this in a small number of kids who've got the coronavirus. So we can Mm -hmm. connect everything now with side effects of the virus. And it's very fascinating. But that's a great question. And they can repair the Barry aneurysms with catheters now, not having to cut your skull open. What they do is they go up with a catheter from your leg. They find the Barry aneurysm with an X-ray inside your brain. And they put a metal coil. Just just stuff it in there without yeah. puncturing it. Yeah. It clots off from the coil being in there. And since the whole outpouching is clot- clotted off, it can't break anymore. It can't bust mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then have blood flow out into your brain. Marie, we now know more about aneurysms. Thanks yeah. to Marie. Don't and- we? I, uh, <clears throat> I've been thinking about that right much and planning to uh, call in uh but I want to do a shout-out. You go ahead. I want to do a shout-out to Dr. Weefall, Millennium uh, Cardiovascular, to all his staff. And I really miss them. Well, we miss you, too. But, hey, you're in my heart, 100%. Marie, Marie and I go way, way back. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah when, and I, take, I took care of her husband, too. It's at the stage now where they don't want to get their convertible Cadillac and drive from Raleigh all the way to Smithfield. But we talk on the phone and we will never, ever be apart. Marie, thank you. Uh, Thank you. God bless you, sweetie. All right. Bye-bye. 919-860-9783 is our number. We've got a couple of Chinese scientists who published a paper. No kidding. They're in China and you'll never believe who they think 
caused this whole thing. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, it's just stunning to me that anybody inside China would have published a paper like this. The other thing, we're going to talk about cell phones and how it tells us a little bit about how this started and our shout-outs coming up on Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. Well, you know you make me wanna kick my heels up and throw my hands up and This is the part of the show where we shout out those who've done wonderful things. If you are a care provider in any way, you're a teacher or a nurse or a doctor, and you're going to work or you're zooming with those kids, heaven help you. Yeah. God bless you. Well, and you know, I, I want to also say healthcare providers who are not only taking care of COVID. Yeah. I mean, think right. about it. They're going to work. They're risking their lives somewhat mm-hmm. by being in patient contact and constant patient contact. Mm-hmm. It was like the military. I, I would see patients and I'd say, what'd you do in the army? He says, I was a cook. And I'd say, you were part of the victory. Yes. You had to make sure people ate. Yep. You are a hero, too. Yep. So anybody who is now, in my mind, uh, a health care provider, no matter what you're doing, you're a hero. You're an everyday hero. We want to shout out Kaylee McEnany, the new spokesperson for the president. Now, some people won't like what she says or even enjoy the fact that she's supporting the president in the way she is. Some people, you know, believe differently. But gosh, you want to have this person on your side. Absolutely. She's eloquent. She is articulate. And she knows what she's doing. And someone asked her about a statement she said months earlier saying, uh, do you want to revise your statement about you said this about COVID-19? And this is what she said. I guess I would turn the question back on the media and ask similar questions. Does Vox want to take back that they proclaim that the coronavirus would not be a deadly pandemic? Does the Washington Post want to take back that they told Americans to get a grip, the flu is bigger than the coronavirus? Does the Washington Post likewise want to take back that our brains are causing us to exaggerate the threat of the coronavirus? Does the New York Times want to take back that fear of the virus may be spreading faster than the virus itself? Does NPR want to take back that the flu was a much bigger threat than the coronavirus? And finally, once again, the Washington Post, would they like to take back that the government should not respond aggressively to the coronavirus? We were all wrong. Yeah. By the way, the thump you heard at the end is her lifting a microphone and dropping it on the floor. It's not true. I knew where that came from. Is that rock stars who do that? Yeah, probably. Drop the mic. Anyway. I mean, I have said this from the day that we realized how bad this endemic was going to be, pandemic was going to be. I was wrong. I predicted a few number of cases. Now, what do we know differently? We know that it came from Italy to New York. And during that period where it was festering and growing, five million people a day were touching each other, breathing on each other, uh, turnstiles in New York. They were pushing the turnstiles in yeah. and out. Yeah. That's the difference between other uh, subway systems. Most don't have turnstiles anymore. Hmm. And it grew and brew and then exploded all over the country. If I had known asymptomatic people were a huge part of the infections and could spread it, 
would I have said what I said? Mm-hmm. No. And I don't think Fauci would have said what he said. Right. I don't think Burks would have said what she said. I don't think Trump would have said what he said based on what Fauci and Burks told him was that this was not going to be a problem for America. We were wrong. And there's nothing bad about admitting you're wrong. Mm-hmm. We're sad that we're wrong because many people died. Is this much more catchy than the flu? I don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know. I don't know yet. We need to get the evidence. We need to see the science. All right. The uh, story you want to talk about, about these Chinese scientists who published a paper, when did they publish it? Well, they published it in December. And what happened was these were uh, epidemiologists. And we've we've talked about this a little, but I've got their names now. Bo Tu Zhao and Li Zhao. That's Mm -hmm. how you pronounce their names. Mm -hmm. And they were epidemiologists. They rushed Wuhan. And they investigated. Was it the wet market? Where did it come from? And based on their investigations, they concluded since the bat that it came from wasn't sold at the wet market, since the bat that it came from was investigated at the Wuhan uh, Institute, Mm -hmm. and they published a paper saying – didn't come from the wet market, came from the Wuhan Institute. Now, that was published in China on a uh, reputable journal Mm -hmm. website. You can't find it anymore. Sure. It's gone. Have they disappeared? I don't know. Okay. I'm going to call them up and find out. Okay. Good luck. Not speaking Mandarin, you're going to be hobbled in that search. Oh, you know what's interesting? Every scientist in China speaks English now. Oh, they do? Okay. All right. What about cell phone data? Okay. This is fascinating. And you're going to wonder. We hope so. Well, yeah. But they're they're going to use cell phone data to track cases in the United States. Yeah. And so they can get this anonymously, they say, and they can tell where you've been and what you've been doing. So there's a guy who's been tracking, are we staying home? And mm-hmm. we were staying home and staying home until last week, and then we started going out. Yeah. Well, they track the cell phones going into the Wuhan Institute. And in early October, there were about 1,400 cell phones every day wow. going into the Institute. Yeah. One day. No more phones. And it, it was into a particular area yeah. where they had the COVID virus under lock and key investigation. Yeah. Now, again, I'll tell you when something's fact. That's fact. Yeah. I'll tell you when something's a supposition. The supposition is something bad happened there with COVID. Yeah. And it's unbelievable that people don't want to even consider that it came out of this lab. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the other evidence? And, and the, it, circumstantial evidence is used in courts to convict people, right? All I mean, you time. don't have to have the knife with the fingerprints on no. all the time. No, no. Well, what's the other circumstantial evidence? They reopened the wet markets as soon as they reopened Wuhan. Okay. Remember, we were all shocked. Yeah. Well, it makes sense now because the Chinese communist government is evil, but they're not stupid. And what were they saying? Yeah. The people want to eat wet market food. And it wasn't from the wet market. It was from the lab. Yeah. So let's open up the wet markets. Now, wow. they subsequently closed them down. But one of their only defense, really, of the Wuhan lab is what they say is the communist government says, we're too careful. It could yes. never have escaped. Now, yep. what happened two years ago? We fund the Wuhan lab. Wow. And I, we is not me and Dave. But no. the NIH. So yeah. they sent some people in there to investigate. And they came back and said, this lab's nuts. 
I mean, the safety margins are horrible. Wow. So circumstantial evidence, but I think it came from the lab by accident. It wasn't created in some bioterror way. All right. Everybody be healthy. Take a week. Call your doctor if you need something done. Call up the doctor if your prescription's running out or you think you're taking the right. Please just call up your doctor. Make an appointment. It's time. Yes. All right. Thank you. This is Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. The proceeding was meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on what was just discussed, consult your medical doctor.